some of the biggest lessons I got from 2020 were radical honesty, no matter what, whether it's in business, in relationships, in with myself, you name it, radical honesty. Welcome to Amplify. We are here to help you own your truth, use your voice, and stand out as the most unapologetically aligned, abundant, and authentic version of you so that you can make a big impact in the world doing what sets your soul on fire. Because you and I, we are meant to stand the F out. I'm your host, Lauren Salon, and I'm a public relations and marketing expert, entrepreneur, speaker, former on-air entertainment host and past professional fitness competitor and health coach. And several times per week, I'll be bringing you epic guest conversations and solo episodes along with the tools, tricks, and tips that you need in order to step into your power, own your purpose, and stand out in the world as the most vibrant version of you. Because I believe that the more you you are in the world, the more successful and fulfilled you will be. So what do you say? Are you ready? Let's get amplified because blending in is bullshit. All right. Welcome back to the show. So today we are going to talk about all things 2020. So as you heard in my full story episode, I ended that one right before COVID hit in 2020. So we are going to dig into that wild year, because I can assume for you that COVID was surreal, literally like surreal. I can't even, so many amazing things happened in my life. It was one of the most challenging years of my life. I mean, all from all directions, right? So the wildness of 2020, let's freaking get into it. At the end of 2019, so the week of Christmas, actually, my husband and I closed on our first home together, and we spent that week moving into our new home with the help of my parents. We literally had no idea that the world would be shutting down a few months later, but I am so grateful that we got to spend lockdown in our own beautiful, spacious home together rather than in a one-bedroom apartment. So, so, so grateful for that. And I actually had a what I think is a really neat experience at the start of COVID, not like neat, like, yay, this is amazing, but um, neat just in how everything unfolded. So I had been in two masterminds in 2019 and, and 2020. So masterminds for networking, business development, growth, connections, all that kind of stuff. And each of these masterminds had in-person retreats in March. And the first one we shit, I think there were about 50 to 80 or so people, maybe 50 people, I think. And things were starting to change. Like this was early March. And so stuff was starting to happen. Like there was talk of the NBA shutting down and just like bizarre, bizarre things. So that was a really unique experience to get to be with all these other entrepreneurs and experience that. And then the weekend after was when everything really shut down. And that weekend I was in a house with about 10 other women and we got to experience all of that with each other. And so that was scary and surreal, but 
it anchored it in, in a different way and allowed us all to bond in a really unique way as well. So I'm really grateful for the settings that I was in when everything shut down, because it really, you know, when you experience traumatic events with people, you bond in, in a different way. And I'm really grateful for all the relationships that have come out of experiencing the shutdown together in that way. And so anyway, moving past that. So just, just kind of, you know, unique way of, of experiencing the world shutting down. And we definitely had to adjust during those retreats and everything like that. Um, but very grateful for how it all unfolded for me truly. And if you follow me on Instagram, um, specifically in my stories, you'll know that I've been pretty outspoken about things that have happened over the past year. And I will admit that that first month, so last March, I was scared. I was uncertain. I was really cautious about things, but then I started to really start paying attention to the media, to the news, to what people were saying on social media, started doing my own research and things just didn't add up. And while I definitely had some moments of anxiety, stress, fear, and even some depression symptoms popping back up after that first month. So like after March, April ish, I wasn't operating in a place of fear about what was going on. Unlike what I've seen from so many people in the world, especially many people here in Los Angeles and here in California in general. Um, so anyway, back on topic, March of 2020, I was still working as a personal trainer. I was still in my so-called gap year as, as I like to call it. And in October of 2019, actually, that's when I decided that I was going to be pivoting fully back into PR and marketing and that I wasn't going to just do it as a side thing or as projects came up, but I was also dragging my feet on making that pivot. I was scared to cut the backup plans. I was scared to cut the safety net and all of that. I was scared to fully jump back into it. And then of course, toward the end of March, 2020, the gym that I was working at closed down due to coronavirus and that income stream basically disappeared. So I had had this income stream that was pretty decent and steady. And like I said, if you listened to my, um, my story episode, you know, I needed that year to kind of feel easy and I needed a change and I needed a break from running my own business and everything. And, and so I got comfortable with that, that income and the amount of work that I needed to put in to, to have it. And so that was something that was absolutely keeping me from jumping back into PR fully. So once that income stream disappeared, like within a week, there we are, that was my pivot. It wasn't of my own doing, but I was ready for it, even though I didn't feel like I was ready for it. So COVID and things shutting down, it gave me the gift of a clean, swift pivot. And because I'd already been planning the pivot, I felt ready enough. I was already building the PR accelerator. I had a few agency clients under my belt and I was getting ready to start the first round of PRA in May. So I dug in, I went hard as shit, sharing value, showing up all over the place, helping people, getting super visible, doing guest coaching, podcast interviews, live trainings, webinars, you name it. And because of my background in healthcare PR, healthcare crisis PR specifically, I was so equipped to help people during times of crisis. And even though a crisis of this magnitude that we've all experienced with COVID, like even though that was new for me, as it was for basically all of us, 
I felt like I knew what to do. I knew how to help people. So I showed up and I didn't stop. And I showed up before I was ready. And one of the other things I want to point out too, when, when I was talking a little bit earlier about how I shifted out of fear and how things just weren't adding up when I was looking at the news and media and everything, guys, like I'm, I'm an expert in the media, in public relations and that kind of stuff. I've taken media ethics and media literacy and all that kind of stuff. I've studied this extensively. And so paying attention to the news and what's being put out, it was fishy to me, right? It felt a lot like propaganda and fear-mongering and everything. And so that was one of the reasons why I dug in and started doing my own research and, and watching even less news and reading less headlines and stuff like that, because I know how this all works, you know, and, and it was getting so obvious that it, it was, I guess there were ill intentions behind it, or wasn't just all about safety and keeping people safe and all this kind of stuff. But anyway, I digress. So like I said, I kept showing up. I dug in, I was forced into a pivot, which I'm so grateful for. And I'll say that first round of my program sold out with a 50 K launch. So I had a 50 K month. Actually, that all came in like pretty sure I had a 50 K week actually, which was pretty fucking cool. And I had several agency clients coming through the doors around that time as well. And I can say with so much gratitude and like, holy shit. And still it feels like unreal to say this, that in April and May of 2020, I made more money than I had made the entire year of 2019. So there I was in a new home that I owned with my husband. I, we had it fully furnished and set up exactly how we wanted. My business was booming. My business was growing quickly. I had so much momentum going. I mean, before COVID hit, I had a virtual assistant and one contract person to support my team. And after less than six months of, of 2020, I built my team out to about seven or eight people, which is, I'm so grateful for. And so, so grateful for all the work that came through the doors and the ability to pay people, to employ people. Right. And so it was such a beautiful, like fast change for me. So, like I said, so much momentum going on and I felt so aligned and happy in so many ways, but something wasn't right. So I told you in a previous episode that my husband and I had been dealing with some big stuff and working through things for a few years. And with the lockdown, the new house business taking off, I realized that those issues were still there that even though everything else felt like it was falling into place, it all felt like, you know, the way that it's supposed to, right. You get married, you, you know, if you have your business, you you work on your business and things start falling to place, the money starts coming through all this kind of stuff and the house with all the things. And it's like, you know, everything looks perfect. And you're the next step is babies and all that kind of stuff. And as everything was falling into place, I realized something, something was off and, and those issues and those things that we had been working on for a few years they were still there. And so it was that, that core foundational piece of my life, my primary relationship that was still off. Something was still not right. And so in April of 2020, my um, husband and I began having some really tough conversations about our relationship. We were fighting, which was actually pretty uncommon for us. And it was incredibly difficult and very stressful and such 
an energy drain. I know for both of us. And when your core relationship is off, when your primary relationship is off, when things don't feel right with the person that you're planning on spending the rest of your life with, the person that you've envisioned experiencing so many things with, it affects everything. And I know for me, and I'm, I'm getting a little emotional and that's totally okay. Everything felt unsettled because that piece didn't feel like it was, it was right. And I didn't really know what that meant either. The, uh, it not feeling right or, or something feeling off, but I knew that we needed to figure out that piece one way or the other. And in the beginning of May, 2020, we decided that the best option for both of us was to get a divorce. So to transition out of our marriage, and I'm not going to go into that much deeper right now in this episode, um, even though that was such a major part of my life in 2020. But while that was the right thing for both of us, it was one of the most difficult and tragic decisions of my life. And it was also one of the most empowering decisions of my life and one of the most freeing decisions of my life. And one of the the things that would propel me into a season of growth more than anything I'd ever done. Because while I never thought that I would ever get a divorce, like that honestly was never an option in, in my book. Like I, I, in getting married, like I only wanted to get married once, right? Like I never, divorce was never an option for me. I didn't want that to ever be an option. And at the same time, I think it had been under the surface for a while I just didn't want to acknowledge it and acknowledge that it could be an option. But once I spoke that out, once I said that I didn't want to be in that marriage anymore, that was one of the best things that I could have done for myself and for him as well. And so we lived together for two months after making that decision. And while it was a bit more my decision initially, it ended up being a very mutual thing. And so, so yeah, so we ended up living together for two months after we decided to transition out of our marriage. And I can honestly say, well, I never, ever, ever want to go through another divorce. Um, and it was one of the most difficult and devastating things that I've ever gone through. I can also say that we probably had the most chill, drama-free, respectful, and loving divorce processes I could have ever imagined. Like I, I couldn't imagine it have been having gone more beautifully, if you can call a divorce beautiful, right? And so I'm so grateful for him, for our time together, our marriage, and how gracefully we navigated transitioning out of our marriage. Um, and I'll dig into all of this a bit more in, in a specific episode all about the divorce. Um, and I'm not going to be sharing every single detail either, because some things get to stay precious and private, but I, I do want to give it the presence and attention that it deserves because it was a, one of the most significant whew, changes in my life up until now. <sighs> Are you a growing entrepreneur looking for more visibility? Do you want to stand out as the authority and expert that you are? Do you want more leads, more dream clients coming to you asking about how they can work with you? Do you want to sell out your programs and have a stacked wait list? Are you finally ready to scale your business and create more results with less effort? Then you need the PR Accelerator. 
a hybrid program where we will teach you or somebody on your team how to do your own public relations, how to secure more podcast interviews, more media features, more speaking gigs, more collaborations, and ultimately more authoritative visibility so that you can scale your influence, your impact, and your income with ease. To learn more, visit laurensalon.com slash PR dash accelerator. That's laurensalon.com slash PR dash accelerator. So <laughs> there I was divorced or, you know, going through a divorce at age 33 after very recently buying a home with the man that I thought I would raise a family with and live the rest of my life with. And so that kicked off a whole new journey of healing and growth for me. I did a lot of therapy. We did some therapy together as we were coming out of our relationship and out of our marriage. Um, I did some plant medicine ceremonies like ayahuasca and mushrooms. I did lots of deep inner work and so much more in order to heal and process. So 2020 for me was so much healing and so much turning inward and so much presence with myself and moving through that energy and processing. And, and I'll honestly say like, I think I did a really fucking amazing job of working through it and of healing. And yeah, so holy moly, it, it was wild. And because of the success and momentum of my business, I was able to create a lot of space in my life in order to prioritize myself and my healing. I was able to do that without worrying about money or how I'd pay the bills or worrying about how I'd, you know, cover a mortgage on my own. And I'm so grateful for that because I needed a lot of time and space to heal from the divorce and from the separation. And I was able to give that to myself. And one of the things I talk about this a lot on social media and stuff like that is one of the things about money and why I feel it is my obligation and responsibility to make a fuck ton of money and why I love making money is because money gives you choices. Money gives you freedom. So for me in 2020, I needed a lot of time and space to be with myself, to heal, to prioritize rest, to to laugh, to have fun, to all the things as I was healing from this relationship transition and having money allowed me to do that. It allowed me to not stress about bills and all that kind of stuff. So for me, 2020 really illuminated what was working in a lot of ways, like the things that I was doing in my business, the self-care that I was doing, how I was prioritizing myself, how I was showing up, like the stuff that was working, it was working. And I feel like it, it was working on steroids. Right. And, and like I said, like what I was doing in my business, the inner work, like the things I was doing to get more aligned, listening to my intuition and trusting myself, that was really fucking working. But then also I think 2020 also shined an even brighter light on what was not working. And I think this for all of us, right? I think that 2020 really showed us what was in alignment and what wasn't. And those things that weren't, you needed to, we needed to, I needed to get those things out of the picture if they weren't in alignment. And so for me, one of the things that wasn't working was my relationship and I wasn't speaking up. I wasn't being completely honest about how I was feeling. And when I say that one of the things that wasn't working was my relationship, I want to make sure that 
it doesn't come off as if I had a bad marriage or was married to a bad person or anything like that. I was never mistreated. We had a beautiful relationship in so many ways. It just wasn't the right fit ultimately. So some of the biggest lessons I got from 2020 were radical honesty, no matter what, whether it's in business, in relationships, in with myself, you name it, radical honesty. Others, other lessons for me were doing the inner work so that I could finally hear my intuition and, and hear my gut, right. And feel that. And then one of the other major lessons was stepping into a new level of trusting myself, trusting my gut, trusting my intuition. And I think you only get there when you're radically honest in all the areas of your life. So after that first launch of the PR accelerator, I had more agency clients coming in. I continued to sell out and scale future launches of the PR accelerator. And like I said, in 2020, I made more money than I've ever made in my entire life. And I worked less than I've ever worked in my entire life. And I also believe that it was not a coincidence at all. I did so much inner work that I finally started to really own my truth. I finally started to truly own my voice and use my voice and trust myself and show up so vibrantly as the most fully expressed and authentic version of me. And I firmly believe that when you are so connected to and in tune with yourself and when you are more you out in the world, that you will be more successful and more fulfilled in your life. And I have proven that with my own life. So in 2020, I became more aligned than I've ever been. I got more connected to myself than I've ever been. I started showing up more authentically and unapologetically than I ever have. And my business and income grew exponentially all while working less. In 2020, I also strengthened my introvert muscle because if you know me, you know that I am super insanely extroverted, like 99% extroverted. And so... That was definitely something that was an opportunity for growth for me. So I really learned how to be comfortable being alone. I mean, I had just come out of a 10-year relationship, five of those years being married. And I was somebody who also had a very active social life. And I was used to going to the gym every day and just being around people. And like I said, I'm super extroverted. So that's how I get energized, right? Like human connection, being around people. So to be locked down in Los Angeles, which had some of the strictest COVID restrictions, which as you know, if you're in my Instagram stories, you know, I think it's bullshit. And so being locked down in LA with some of the strictest lockdown situations with just my husband, and then to have my husband move out and to come out of that relationship or transition that relationship into a a different format, right? I really had to face fears of being alone. And there were so many moments where I felt so alone, where I really missed having that one person, my person who was there for me and who loved me no matter what, that one person who had my back no matter what forever, you know? And it was really interesting stepping into that space and really experiencing loneliness and sitting with those feelings. And it was important For me, it was a great lesson and something I really needed to grow through as well. And I can confidently say that I really got so comfortable being on my own and even got comfortable with feelings of loneliness, right? 
And it's not that those feelings, those feelings don't feel good. I don't like them at all, but I got comfortable with allowing them to show up. Right. And got better at using effective tools to move through them. I will also admit that in anticipation of my husband moving out, I started to um, foster dogs through Angel City Pitbulls, which is a um, pitbull rescue here in LA. And I did that because I knew that I would probably feel kind of crappy being in the house all by myself. So I wanted a little buddy in the house with me so that I could feel safer so that I wouldn't feel all alone. So to have a companion and some company. And as many of you listening know, one of my fosters, Lydia, I ended up adopting her after six months of fostering. So I'm officially a foster fail and I could not be happier about that decision. So it's so funny. Cause I feel like I did all the like cliche 2020 things, you know, like got a divorce, adopted a dog, got a thousand more plants in the house, like baked banana bread. I'm sure at some point, like all, all the things, um, so a few other things in, in 2020 that were beautiful gifts for me were I really deepened my friendships in 2020, especially my relationships with my chosen sisters in my life. So my besties, we took many trips together, like to Tulum, Sedona, Atlanta, and more. And I really anchored in those important female relationships in my life. So that's one of the biggest gifts that I had coming out of 2020 true, deep, intentional, conscious sisterhood. And in the end of 2020, um, one of my brothers, my brother-in-law who had been battling brain cancer, which started as melanoma. Um, he had been battling that for a few years and there were times in 2020 where it seemed like things were getting better where it seems like the cancer was going away or, or was he was on the, you know, the, up, the, the end of it, if you will. And, um, toward the end of 2020, his health started to take a serious turn. And like I said, there were moments in the year prior that we thought that the cancer had disappeared and that he was on the upside of it. But like I said, things took a turn for the worse, um, at the end of 2020 and in the end of January, 2021, he had to be rushed to the hospital and he was there for about a week. Um, and when they sent him home, hospice came with him or with them and he passed away two weeks later. So, oh, this is a big one. You guys, 2020, man. <sighs> So my brother-in-law, his name was Joe. He and my sister were high school sweethearts. And as I told you before, my sister's 14 years older than me. So Joe was in my life as a big brother, as another big brother to me, starting from when I was only three years old. So while he passed at the end of January, that still feels to me like part of 2020, you know, and his passing, I've never lost somebody that's that close to me. And it was really, really tough. And I'm grateful because when he came home from the hospital, my younger brother and I were able to go up and be with family um, and go up and see him and visit with him and, and get to spend time with him while he was still lucid and while he was still able to chat with us and crack jokes and stuff like that. And again, 
bringing it back to the freedom and the choice that comes with being your own boss, that comes with financial flexibility, financial freedom. I was able to drop everything and go spend as much time as I needed, as much time as I wanted with my family without having to ask anybody for permission for that, without taking a pay cut or a, a ding in my paycheck or anything like that. And whew, yeah, like I said, I've never lost anybody that close to me. It was excruciating to be perfectly honest. And, and really those two weeks when he came from home from the hospital and before he passed away, those were the toughest when you're waiting for somebody to die for lack of a better phrasing, you know, when that's pretty much the only outcome that's possible. It's so painful to live in that waiting space. And of course there was so much pain when he did pass, but also a sense of relief. And for me, I had, I think two or three weeks where I had a pretty hard time with it. And then it was like a switch flipped or something. And I snapped into this, this new level. I felt like any symptoms of depression disappeared. I felt like I was reminded of my purpose and what I am here on this planet to do and reminded of how precious life is and how tomorrow is not guaranteed. So all the shit that I was procrastinating on, including getting this podcast out into the world, all the stuff that I was waiting on, the things that I was too scared to, to do or to take action on, like, what the fuck? Like, who knows what could happen tomorrow, right? And so for me, while it still, as you can hear, <laughs> stirs up a lot for me, because I was just, I'm recording this and it's March 25th, and that was, you know, a couple months ago. It's still painful and so sad. And it still feels unfair, right? I was also able to find the blessings in it, right? Because I think when terrible things happen that don't make sense, yes, of course, feel the feelings, give those feelings presence, grieve, mourn, all of that, and find the lesson in it, find the beauty in it, right? Find the silver lining. And so it was like a, a swift kick in the ass for me to, that reminded me of my mission, of my purpose and to get out there and just fucking do it. So in 2020, I bought a house. I scaled my business exponentially. I transitioned out of my marriage, out of a five-year marriage and a 10-year relationship. I healed so much trauma I did a fuck ton of therapy and like plant medicine ceremonies. I got to know myself in so many new ways and I got to truly trust myself. I strengthened my core friendships and I also lost a brother. And I can truly say that 2020 was one of the most transformative years of my life. It was one of the most challenging years of my life. And it was also one of the best years of my life. And my hope is that is not that you have gone through all the things that I've gone through and shit. I'm sure many of you listening have, have had it 10 times worse or, or experienced so much as well. 
And I hope also that you were able to find the blessings in it and able to find the, the gifts in it along the way, even when it felt like there were none. Right. And I hope that you came out on the other side of 2020 and even more freaking powerful version of yourself. Thanks for listening. Thank you so much for listening. If you love this episode and if you know of somebody else who is bold, successful, and unapologetically owning their unique magic while they make a big impact in the world, please send them my way. And it would also mean the world to me if you help me get this message out to as many listeners as possible. So if you liked what you heard, I'd be so grateful if you would please take 30 seconds to leave a five-star rating, write a quick review, and share this episode with your friends. Be sure to tag me so that I can say thank you. And until the next episode, keep showing up, keep using your voice, and keep being you. Because the world needs more of your magic. Yeah.